0: You're listening to Media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of his Holy Spirit about his Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three and One who gives us something that we cannot only keep to ourselves, but that we can give to others. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ you know I'm a little bit worried about the delta variant and and I'm, I'm a little bit worried I, I you know I, I was listening and and I heard oh no la county is is doing a mask mandate again and you know it just got a little twitch um, and and went oh no this is starting again um, and and, and the, there's you know the and part of that is that oh, we were getting so good, we were getting so much better, everything was getting back to normal, and and there were all of these things that I was like, oh, well, we still have yet to get back to this. We still have yet to get back to this, Uh, and one of those things, if you are kind of, if you're an American Christian, you know one of those things that we haven't haven't gotten there yet, And, and that thing that we haven't gotten there yet that a lot of us are looking forward to is potlucks right? Anybody remember when, when it was like a, like a potluck Sunday kind of a thing, and everybody would bring you know, something that they could share with everybody else, and you got to, you know, for us, we, we got to walk around the table over there at the ping pong table, and, and you, know, you just sort of load up your plate and eat way too much, and try, you know, the best of whatever people brought, yeah, that potluck w- was an awesome experience, um, uh, except it was an experience that i didn 't like much as a kid, because uh, as a kid, my, my dad was a missionary pastor, and that meant that we had to come to the United States every three years and every three years we would come to the United States and we would do this sort of church hop thing, and we would, we would go to, to different churches throughout the United States, and my dad would preach the same sermon, oh. It was about uh, uh, Paul at Mars Hill um, again and again. And then after that, we would go to this weird place called a Fellowship Hall. Um, if you're a Christian, you know what that is. It's sort of, you know, they, it, it's sort of this place where, where you would go and you would have some, some food together or you would do Sunday school together or whatever. And there, they would always, you know, right before my dad did his little slideshow about what being a missionary was about, uh, it, we would always have a potluck. Now, when I was a little kid, I didn't like other people's food a whole lot. I, I especially learned to be very suspect of jello with vegetables in it. I don't know why anybody thought that was a good idea, but lots of people did. And so it, it was always like, oh man, I, I don't want to go to another potluck. It's always gross food. I, I don't want it. And, and I, I lived. For the person who forgot that it was potluck Sunday. I lived for that person because that person, you know, they were driving to church and, and, you know, maybe their spouse said, oh, hey, did did you realize the missionary is going to come and he's going to be preaching today? And that person went, I forgot to get something for potluck Sunday. And, you know, and and then they would start making plan B and plan B was alright we're going to sneak out of church early we're going to go to KFC and we're going to grab a bucket of chicken and we're going to bring that and that person was my best friend <laughs> because that was a whole lot better than ve- vegetable jello <laughs> well you've got this sort of the, this miracle that involves feeding here and, and it, it has to do with feeding a whole lot more than, than just a church that 's coming around to see a, a missionary. It, it has to do with feeding five thousand people and, and you know it, we we look at this this story from a certain lens sometimes. We look at this story, this meal from the lens of, uh, you know, that Jesus provides for us, and and that we get to be the people that are, you know, in the 5,000 or or the 15,000. If you expand that out, you know, you sort of do the estimate of how many women and children were there along with the men, And, and, and you start to go, okay, well, I'm one of those folks. I'm somebody who gets to eat Uh, some of the bread and some of the fish and oh that's really cool that there was you know so little but now there's so much and I get to eat some and there's certainly a a case to be made there but I think there's another aspect of this miracle that we should probably pay attention to if we consider ourselves to be Christians because if we consider ourselves to be Christians we consider ourselves to be disciples of Jesus right And, and so In some ways, when we see Jesus feeding the crowds, we should identify with maybe not so much the crowds as much as we identify with the disciples. And that causes us, well, probably some fear as we start getting into it, as it caused most likely fear for the disciples or at least sort of what are you talking about, Jesus, when it comes to the disciples. Because So here's how things have been going. Things have been really busy. Things have been really emotionally disturbing. John the Baptist, who has the cousin of Jesus and who has uh, oftentimes been the teacher of many of the disciples who have switched over to, G- to being jesus disciples. Uh, this guy has died. And and we went over that the the other week. And uh, so it's been an emotionally turbulent time. And not only that, it's also been a busy time. It's been a time where they haven't had a chance even to eat. So they themselves are hungry, Mark tells us. And, And so Jesus recognizes this and he says, hey, let's go on a vacation. Let's go to a desolate place. Let's go to a place where there's not a lot of towns, there's not a lot of agriculture, there's not a lot of people that'll come and we can just kind of hang and, and we can just be Jesus and the twelve disciples for a little bit. And yeah, we can eat something and we can rest up a little bit and, and we can get back to stuff. And so they get into the boat and they're like, All right, here we go, spa day with Jesus. And they get to the other side and oh man it's not a desolate place anymore everybody has found out where they're going and they've chased them down like paparazzi and jesus looks at them and he has compassion on Now, it only says that Jesus has compassion on them. So I'm wondering how the disciples are feeling about this. Jesus looks at them in his perfect Jesusness and says, I have compassion on you. You Andrew is looking at them going, go! But he teaches them, and it gets late. And the disciples come up to Jesus. And and it almost sounds like there's maybe a little bit of angling toward, hey, we want some rest here. Uh, The disciples are like, hey, Jesus, it's getting late. Why don't you send these folks into the neighboring towns, which is a long, long way away, and have them go and buy some food to eat because they're probably getting hungry. By the way, we still haven't eaten, Jesus. And Jesus says to them, something that makes us probably go oh no Jesus says to them you give them something to eat to which the disciples you can tell that their blood sugar is low because they're getting sarcastic with Jesus here, <laughs> you know. They're like, "Well, should we just get two hundred denarii worth of food and you know go buy that for them? Uh, to which Jesus is like, "Get out of my face and go and see what you've got." And they go out and they find basically nothing. They they find five loaves and two fish, and we don't know from Mark's telling where these come from, we know from one of the other gospel writers that, you know, they, they robbed a kid. <laughs> yeah, they, they said, yeah, have, have you got some lunch? And the kid's like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> and Jesus takes that and he multiplies it and then all of the 5,000 men and all of the other people are fed, not only fed, but fed with leftovers. Which that brings to mind, you know, sort of like how how you can start to think about this. So if if we were going to say today, all right, everybody, after worship, everybody run on home and grab whatever is in your fridge and and you bring that back here and we're going to have a potluck. What are you bringing? What's sitting in the back of your fridge that you're like, Um, I'll bring that, Uh, you know, like, I guess that'll work, you know, you you can't stop a KFC that's against the rules, you have to go back, you know, and and say, you know, all I had in my fridge was this bottle of ketchup, so I'm willing to share, (laughs) or, you know, all I had was this thing from about two weeks ago, I think it's probably still okay, well, that's the, that's the sense that the disciples have in bringing this stuff to Jesus. And they're like, man, uh, Jesus, this is all we've got. And that's sometimes the sense that we bring to Jesus as his disciples. We bring ourselves to Jesus and we, you know, we, we sort of apologetically put it on the potluck table of the kingdom of God. And we say, well, Jesus... This is all I've got. I am the metaphorical bottle of ketchup. (laughs) I am the metaphorical uh, thing that's maybe about to go bad. This is not potluck at its best, like we're used to. Potluck where when, when you bring something that you specifically have said, this is my potluck meal that I bring. This is really good. Everybody likes this. This is, I'm just going to bring what I've got. And sometimes we're a little bit afraid of bringing what we've got. Because we feel like when we bring what we've got, that it's not going to be enough. That it's not going to be pleasing. That it's just not going to be what God wants. And so we we look at our lives and, and we say, I don't know, God. Like... Why, why, would, why would anybody want what I have to offer? Why would anybody want my personality? Why would anybody want my talents? Why would anybody want what I have? How could you possibly use that in your kingdom? How could I possibly use that to enrich the life of anybody who is around me? <clears throat> and that's the law the law says, you're not enough. And the law is true. The five loaves and the two fish, which by the way, Mark seems to make that sound like, you know, they were like, we've got five loaves and uh, we also scrounged up two fish. That, that's not enough to feed these people. And we're not enough. We're not enough. We're not enough to go to heaven, but we're also not enough to even serve our neighbor. And we know that. We know that we failed in so many different ways. We failed our families. We have failed our significant others. We failed so many people in our lives because we haven't been enough. And so we know that there's a truth to the fact that we're We're not enough. But the gospel comes in, and the gospel is Jesus saying, You're not enough, but I'm going to make you enough. You're not enough, but I'm going to add my righteousness to you. You're not enough by yourself, but When I gather you, and I bless you, and I break you, and I share you, somehow you will be enough. Somehow you will be enough for your family. Somehow you will be enough for your significant other. Somehow you will be enough for that new believer. Somehow you will be enough for that person who doesn't believe yet. Somehow you, who should not be enough, are enough. Not because of you, but because of Him. And that's the hope in this meal. The hope in this meal is not simply that you will be fed, which, by the way, the disciples get to eat. But not only will you be fed, but you will be so endowed with the multiplication of the stuff that you already have inside of you that you will be able to feed others. You will be enough not only for yourself, not only enough in the eyes of God who will embrace you into heaven and raise your dead body on the resurrection, but he will even make you enough for a few other people in your life. Maybe even a hundred other people in your life. Maybe even 5,000 other people in your life. Maybe even 15,000 other people in your life. There is a hope in this meal. And that hope is not only our hope, but a hope that we can have for the people in our lives. And so, may you go out into this world with the humility that knows that you are probably not even five loaves and two fish. But that God will take what you have and will multiply it for the sake of the kingdom so that somebody else can see his grace and beauty and be raised on the last day with you and all those who believe in Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through his church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.